This is your host, Matt. As always, I'm thanking you for coming through, catching the vibes, and being enlightened through literature. Um, first and foremost, I'm still on the high from being back on season four. Welcome back to season four. I just want to say that one more time. I know, in retrospect, it's been a lot of episodes, like back to back to back to back to back to back to back. But... I think we're better for it. I think that we 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 did something in this last year, and um, I say y'all don't have the two week two a week ordeal to endure much longer. So um, yeah, I'm grateful to every one of you who've listened. I'm grateful to everyone who's been on the podcast again. I'm grateful. Thank you, and for those to be on the podcast in advance. I appreciate it. Um, that last episode, though. <laughs> that last episode with my guys, Pope Baby, Cam, Slim, Q. We had a full roundtable discussion. The boys brought it. It was phenomenal episode. Awesome conversation. I've listened to it twice. And I hope you've run it back at least once. Or at least listened to it by now. Um, but if you haven't, you still got this week. Um, next episode ain't till Friday, so you got a couple days, I promise. Um, yeah, it was lit. It was lit. So, today, um, we, <laughs> just from the conversation off off air, is I can already tell this is going to be a dynamic conversation as well. Um, I have two young women who have a dynamic disposition. They have dynamic thought processes, um, characterization, 
I'm just uh, I'm anticipating something great today. Um, I'm gonna start with Miss Atiana. Hey. What up? Yes. Okay, so I met Ati back at Savannah State University. What was that? Behavior analysis? It was. It was. With Catherine Stewart. Yeah. We ain't gonna talk about it. We ain't gonna talk about it. We ain't gonna talk about it. Um, but you know, just it's amazing how college works. You know, you you meet people, um, you go through the trenches of courses, and you know, mm-hmm. from that, and some sometimes not you you sustain acquaintances you build friendships and you know it's it's just been cool to be able to still connect with you throughout these years um she recently purchased a um, piece from this way more wavy collection make sure y'all go get y'all one listen i and i still i'm forever grateful for that because that's dope when she put it up like that was that was heartwarming for me to see that so i thank you for real um and while we're talking about Way My Wavy, I just want to put this public service announcement out there. Uh, come mid-November, I'm not doing any more Way My Wavy paintings. Um, yeah, this collection has really has really overrun its course because it was supposed to run for one season. So I ran it for seasons two and three. Okay. That's just how great it was doing, but I got something else in the in the pot, and I want to be able to bring it forth. So, um, if if by chance you want another way more wavy painting, I implore you go ahead and get your order in now. Price ain't going up no more. The standard is a sixteen by twenty inch canvas. It's a moderate size, forty dollars. Um, anything bigger, we it's based on your budget, and I ain't gonna hit you over the head. I promise. Um, it's just it's it's just time to transition with that. So let's do it. Let's work. Um, now to her left, I have someone I really I I met Lex as childhood, temple glory summer camp type, you know, and you know Lex I I just I we can finally get you on here and sh- I'm just so happy to have you. Hi, Alexia. Yes, I'm happy to be here. I'm going to talk shit since I know her. <laughs> Lex been trying to get on since season one. And we just could not get right. No. I, I, and I respect it. You know, like, we got schedules. We got things to do. Life happens. And, you know, I'm very strict to my schedule, ladies and gents. Um, so it's it just happens. And I feel like, um, as with any person who has had to reschedule, you know that when you finally get on, it's as if this episode was for you. It's, it's It never misses. So I think today's conversation, you know, you're going to be able to add, you know, your perspective and just bring to this conversation. And I'm excited and I thank you again. Now, before we get started with the conversation, is there anything in y'all's personal lives, y'all got endeavors or businesses, initiatives, anything that y'all want to shout out, spotlight, anything is voluntary, but yes. Not currently. Boom. Um, I have a YouTube channel. Come on. Lex Appeal. Lex Appeal. Um, I like that name. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm trying to get more content. Um, it's real and raw, mm-hmm. very me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, got videos dropping probably every Sunday. That's right. what I'm aiming for. Um, but yeah, got 
Lex Appeal. My Ain't YouTube no channel. underscores in that. Just no Lex underscores. Just okay, Lex you know. Appeal. All right. All right. Yeah. Check her out. Check her out. Subscribe. I mean, that's the thing about Ultimate, man. Bring on. We got we to gotta support each other. So see what she about. I know she got crazy content. Just do that. Mm, I'm ready to get started. Today, ladies and gentlemen, as you see, we are talking about An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. Uh, for those of you who do not know, Ms. Jones is an American author, academic, known for An American Marriage. Uh, she was a 2018 Oprah's Book Club selection and won the 2019 Women's Prize for Fiction. Jones is a graduate of Spelman College, the University, University of Iowa, and Arizona State University woman is educated yes and i mean yeah it shows just in how she delivered this book and the premise is you know this husband and wife's world being basically shattered because dude was wrongfully convicted of rape and he did a few years in prison and when he finally got out her life had altered drastically so how did he have to deal with that you know mm -hmm. so yeah i don't do spoilers that's why i pitched it that way um it's a lot of twists and turns in in this book and just imagine it man like you was you was the husband like you did nothing wrong they come and snatch you up they convict you you do these years all to come home and your wife's life isn't as how you left it mm. That's that's a heavy thing, and from yes. a female's perspective, mm -hmm. what the fuck? Like, they come snatch my husband up. What am I to think? I don't know where he was, what he might have been doing, and he do the obviously he must have did something, you know, from that perspective. Yeah. Um, he's convicted. He's gone for these amount of years. How do how do I go on with my life? And then for him to come back out of nowhere, like whoa, yikes! You know, it's crazy. So. Yeah, I I go go get into it. Go get the audio book, Kindle, your hardcover, what have you. Um, it's a it's a good story. So because it's a novel, um, we'll talk about the themes that are prevalent in this text. Um, ladies and gentlemen, they do not know what these themes are oh, as we just start this discussion. Foreclosure, <laughs> uh, disclaimer rather, not foreclosure. Disclaimer, like. They don't know what we're stepping into. I know what we're stepping into. So everybody's going to go through this together. <laughs> That's right. Everybody's going to go through this I'm together. I'm some EAP services. Listen, it's, it's a good one. But we gonna, we'll gonna start this conversation off with love and marriage in crisis. Hmm. Many can wave it through them. I'm on a teleport today, too. Shameless plug. Love and marriage in crisis. Hmm. It's not a question, mm -hmm. it's a statement. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking you, do I think that the essence of love and marriage is in crisis? No, because I know it is. Um, and we can talk about history all day long. And this is a thought that just came to me. We can talk about history all day long. But what has happened 
And we have had so much time to change the narrative, but have we? We talk all this shit about what happened in the past, but have we mm-hmm. at 2022 changed what's going on? No. Mm-hmm. No. Statistics would say that, you know, the average nuclear family percentage has risen. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah. I will say that. That's great. Yeah. Um, but the conversation itself is why. Why is it still in crisis? Why are we still in this funk? So from your research to start, like, is the nuclear family buildup, is that like the... A let's say household. Right. What I'm saying, like, is it, like, biological? Or is it, like, mm. you know, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's interesting. Because that makes a big difference. It's like, like you behavior know, analysis, man. Social, <laughs> social studies. <laughs> you know, that, that makes a big difference, you know, because do I believe, like, you know, you have to take things, you know, to context, like, persons who can't have children mm-hmm. or, you know, persons who can love somebody else's kid, like, like that's not their kid. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it is great that, you know, our children are getting, you know, those two-parent households, that balance that they need, Mm -hmm. you know, but I I believe the most important aspect of it is, is it strictly all biological Mm. or is it an inclusive household? Mm. Great point. So, I know for me, I didn't grow up in a two-parent household. You know, my mom was a single mom and I guess for me... I struggle with loving someone else, having that companion. And why I say that is because I didn't see that. I mean, I was I was little. So, um, but I I was able to look up to grandparents and look up to aunts and uncles and different, you know, things like that, but I just referring back to what you said, I just I think that's something I struggle with to this day. So, and I didn't grow up in a two-parent household, so. My take on this is, and this is it's no shaming of nobody, because mm-hmm. we know ain't nobody perfect. Can't nobody really judge anybody. Right. Not really. Can't nobody judge anybody. Like it's, yeah. that's, that's cut and dry. Mm-hmm. But you can state an objective fact. Mm. You can, you can, and people don't like when, and people confuse opinion in fact Mm -hmm. and vice versa like you confuse it when I tell you like something cause and effect Mm -hmm. it's not your place to tell me oh that's just what you think right so and I might get in trouble but it's season four I'm I'm cranking up this season so look (laughs) so look it's our morals yeah yeah what you're in your morals don't so much <laughs> your morals don't have to be so much as what you was brought up on because morals can mm-hmm. be unlearned you are. Yes. your values can be unlearned and altered like as you grow you can evolve mm-hmm. so what are you basing your love on what is your moral mm-hmm. compass deciding or navigating you to do in such a relationship because mm-hmm. look I'll say it. Sex before marriage does skew your relationship. Mm-hmm. I believe. I it. believe that. Yeah. It does. It does drastically alter 
the nature of your relationship yes. because you have experienced what is supposed to be the most intimate action with another person mm. that is something that was not intended mm -hmm. to be recreational we've caused it to be a sport and i think i'm echoing what i've said before we it's in crisis because we're crippling love yes mm. Ooh, what do we yes Yes. I, I, I honestly, I, I feel that you know. To answer your question, like, what do I base my love on? Honestly, it all goes back to Christ. It goes back to God. You know, mm. that's that's the blueprint of it. Um, at one point in my life, I was raised in two parent household, but mm -hmm. my parents split up early on. I was raised by my dad, team dad, and my my father never lied to me. Mm. So, um, I have a problem you know when i don't care what it is i tell people like hey you don't like have to lie to kick it they think that's flattery but that's true that's it's authenticity mm -hmm. don't lie to me you know because mm -hmm. i'm a very understanding person you know unless mm -hmm. it's something like immoral you know mm -hmm. indecent then that's mm -hmm. but anything else i can maneuver around that um my dad is really the only place on earth where i felt the safest so mm -hmm. losing my dad i feel like that put me in survival mode all the time um and i can admit like you know I have not had a committed relationship as an adult. I've been in situationships. Mm -hmm. um, I've had, you know, connections and ties, you know, mm -hmm. that was also crippling one to my stance, but mm -hmm. also to the objective that I was trying to reach because mm -hmm. I, I, I was built for covenant. I want covenant, mm -hmm. you know, but I know being entangled in certain situations, I, I'm not going to get there because I'm already in some mess, mm -hmm. you know, but he never lied to me and... From a little girl up until 23, I saw what love really was without mm. limits. Wow. Um, I saw the sacrifices, you know, made. Um, it was a lot of things I didn't even know about until I got older to understand because how, how we got to say it now, his storm didn't get me wet. So when I think about my significant True. other, you know, I really think about like that oneness. Um, mm. My friends like laugh at me, but I'm like, listen, I'm looking for the bad days. Mm. Wow, because I know they're coming. So, you know, I'm not really shocked that crisis might happen or because, I mean, I, I did not vow for the worst. You yeah. know, I didn't just say for better. That's I said right. for worse too. Yeah. You know, but the reason why I think about like, you know, the possibility of going through hardship is because you ever realize you never really know what love is until you had to extend it. You never know what grace is until you have to give it. You never, sure. you know, you never really experience those things yeah. until there's the absence thereof. Mm -hmm. And so, and then the magnitude of it, you know, becomes far greater than what you thought it was in your head. You know, oh girl, I love you. Or, you know mm -hmm. what? She always looking out for me, but when I ain't got it in me to give, but can I still, you know, do what I committed to do? That's mm -hmm. what love is. I ain't gonna feel like it all the time. That's true. But I can't negate my duties just because I don't feel like it all the time because I'm a part of a unit mm -hmm. and when I'm missing something's missing yes. and then that opens the doors to crisis like as far as like infidelity mm -hmm. you know so that's just my take so at the base, say at the base of it is God but to me I believe my dad was not perfect but I had a great example in um of unconditional love and sacrifice mm -hmm. and you know uh, one of my brothers told me one time you're not you're not going to find your dad and, you know, at first, you know, I went home and I was just like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I said, but I, for in my mind, I took the relationship off of it and I just took the character. Mm. It's the character 
that I'm looking for. Because I can't speak for all women. I want to say the majority of women make a woman feel safe and ain't nothing she won't do for you. So until I feel secure, you know, I guess you're just gonna get, you know, that that real NIG. <laughs> you ain't That's gonna see, you know, you're not gonna That's see true. that housewife of me mm-hmm. because I and I can honestly say I'm 29 years old, but I have not met someone that made me feel like he got me without mm-hmm. one having to give him something. You know, come on. My thing is, don't that, buy me. She treat on it. <laughs> Don't buy me. Yeah. Treat me. And the difference is, wow. buying me is you give me something because you're expecting something in return. Treating me is because you just want me to have it. And the situation I've been in, entangled with for the last two and a half years, you know, is I feel like it's like a buying thing. Mm-hmm. So I would struggle. Mm-hmm. Even if I need help and I know he can give it, I don't ask you for it because you're looking for something from me. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, what I want is a bond first without the sex. Can you know me for yeah. me? Yeah. You know, the sex is just a benefit. Yeah. But like you mm-hmm. said, you know, we made it so recreational. Why? Mm-hmm. It's just trauma bonding. That's all it is. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so that's just my take on it. Girl. Trauma bonding. <laughs> it's trauma bonding. Mm-hmm. Say it again. I, I want to hear what you got to say on the tra- tra- trauma bonding. So basically, yeah. trauma bonding is instead of you wanting to deal, you know, with what hurt you, what upset you, you go find someone with like-mindedness. And so y'all create an ideology of we can help each other through it, but when y'all really not helping each other through it, y'all enabling each other. Yep. So you stay there. So the resentment, you know, and I'm not trying to step on any toes, but this is what I'm going here. Just think about, like, same-sex anything. Mm-hmm. That's a trauma bond. You never heal from it. You just find somebody who went through the same thing so y'all can relate to each other. But y'all, because you think about it, if you want to, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, but you still have a hate for the other side. So you never really got over that. You just find somebody who can enable that same feeling. So you never grew. So a lot of our connections are trauma connections. They're not authentic connections. That's why they're toxic. That's why, you know, you find yourself feeling dull and you find yourself feeling nasty or you find yourself just feeling stagnant because there's no growth there. It's something to relate to. Not to elevate, not to heal. It's something to relate to. So a lot of us, I've endured a lot of trauma bonding, you know. And because before we started this conversation, I said sometimes that spirit of loneliness mm-hmm. got me in a chokehold. Mm-hmm. I go back somewhere I know I ain't supposed to be. Why? Because I just want to smell you. I just want to be up under you. I just want to mm-hmm. feel wanted. That's trauma. Because the hardships I've endured in the dating pool... I'm going to go, you know, I know it ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, I try to lie to my, well, I'm going to say I lie to myself. I, I'm very honest with myself. Girl, you know that ain't going nowhere. So why do you keep going back? Because mm-hmm. you hurt. Because mm-hmm. even in that moment, it feel like he wants you. So why not? You know, it's just a little, <coughs> little 20 minute, little, little hour just, you know. But guess what? I go home, I ride home. You know what I be saying? Mm-hmm. Lord, I know. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> Lord, I know. Because my heart is speaking. Because that's what, I'm still not fulfilled. I'm still not happy. I'm still not satisfied. Because of trauma. That's all it is. It's just trauma bonding. Even some marriages, they come Speak about on. because of trauma. That's <laughs> it. Not, not because they really know each other mm-hmm. and like each other and mm-hmm. love each other. It's because of trauma. You know mm-hmm. what? I saw you with those three children and you were struggling and I want to take care of you and I got a sidebar. A lot of men, they date down. Because it's like this 
masculine complex that I gotta feel like it's I'm a superhero. Saving. That's you see what I'm saying? Saving people. I don't want to use the hose word, but that's, <laughs> that's what they call that. But, but that's, 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 that's exactly what, it what is. that is. Yeah. And again, I don't want to say that word because it's a derogatory term in that you know, like that context. Mm-hmm. But it's just like that's real. Mm-hmm. He was emasculated, so he wanted to found a situation. That was gonna make him feel like he was the king. He never healed. So he wouldn't got caught up in a situation that, you know, if you wanna be there, you wanna be a friend, that's cool. But sometimes we make vows. I saw a video the other day. He said, You gotta be careful because your heart put a ring on somebody that you never agreed to. <laughs> it's the deception of the heart. Oh my God. You know when we said we caught feelings? Yeah. Because your heart done put a ring on somebody. Because I'm going to say, I'll be like, that's my man. And that man ain't even my man. We ain't committed tonight. But that's my thing. My man, my man. But trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. We going to get to it. We got to grow. We got to go to the root. It's trauma. Nobody want to heal. Everybody want to just, I'm strong. No, you're not. <laughs> Nobody's strong 100% of the time. But until we can admit, I'm hurt. That upset me. I'm bothered. Because, I, you know, I be like, child, I ain't worried about that. Sometimes I be pressured out the cleaners. Heavy on the starch. I be pressed. But until you can admit that, <laughs> you can't overcome that. So that's when we have love, marriage, and crisis. And I'm talking about the crisis that's induced. Not just the natural. Because, you know, in life, there are going to be natural situations that you cannot control. But a lot of our heartache, we break our hearts. You break your own heart. So we're going to talk true. about the induced crisis. That's real. We break our hearts. Now she perpetrated a fraud in me. <laughs> she perpetrated a fraud in me, Alexia. I, because when I asked her about coming on the podcast, you know what she did? She had this shot. She did. She did. She came in here shy. Oh, my God. She like Michael just, Jackson. Like, if he ain't on stage, you know, like, that's when he could. Like, but you know what? When you... Oh my God! Set the platform. Sometimes it's hard for the preaching. Listen, yeah, that's you hit like, you hit home in a, in a lot of a ways. Cause I find myself in trauma bonding. You know, I used to, I guess, try to since I didn't have a father figure, mm-hmm. I would try to date different men to fill that void. Oh, because I didn't receive that from a man at home, it's a, it's acceptable. You get what right. I'm saying? So it took me, honestly, and I'm a big advocate. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It's not sponsoring, no therapist out there, but therapy, my therapist is wonderful. And I think it took me years. I'm only 26, but it took years for me to actually say, Lex, you're dating men to feel that love, feel that void that you didn't receive from your father. So, like we say, having, you know, sex bef- before marriage, but even different things like that, the 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 closeness, you know, and so I it I definitely feel every word that you said and it it literally took me honestly at 26 to realize that it's okay. Yes, I, I've seen what love. I have a mother. You know, I've seen what love, but what I'm trying to say is finding love in different men is, is not the is not the way to go. Like, you need to heal with what you're going through, with that trauma, with that distru- distrust, um, any, any other 
thing that you may be going through, you need to heal from that. Because if not, then it's going to bring up crisis and different other things. So, yeah, girl, you, you hit home. Like, you hit home. Love, I love everything about love. Yeah. Like, I want to experience every aspect of love. And I know the most important part is it has to be true. Yeah. You know. Like, even then, you know, people say, oh, you you show too much too soon. No, baby, I'm going to show you 100%. That's because right. Because when I show you the other 50, I don't want you to tell me I tricked you. Mm-hmm. This is what you get. That's real. You know? Yeah. I'm going to put it all out on the table, but you don't understand this. You don't have access to all of it. I'm just showing you Come what on. it is. Now, once you commit, then we can, you know, we can pop locks and stuff. You know, but I love love. You know, and I understand that a lot of times we are in crisis and other people are in crisis. Mm-hmm. And crisis is getting with crisis. And now y'all both two mental health patients. Like, mm. You know, like yeah. is, you, you can't help me mm. if you ain't helped yourself first. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're not coming from a sound place. You're coming from, a, you know, a hurt place. You yeah. know, sometimes like, you know, and just getting all like, you know, we think like marriage is just, you know, God and the two people. That's the base of it. But really anything mm-hmm. attached to you affects your marriage. So, you know, mm-hmm. when wow. you got your friends that's bitter. <laughs> Come on. You know, because I, to a certain extent, I do agree that, you know, a single person can't speak fully on a, a, a marriage because I haven't endured that to know. Mm-hmm. But the knowledge that I, you know, I have either from being in certain situations or seeing it or the interactions, yes, I can't, you know, enlighten you on that, you know. But if I'm over here bitter because... Billy Bob and Joe just keep dragging me through the mud. Mm-hmm. And you come to me and you say, girl, I don't know what to do about this man. I'm going to tell you to leave him because I'm hurt. Oh, girl, you know men ain't, you know, that word. You you know all of his dogs. Men going to be men. and You know, but even for some of my friends, okay, I, like I, I coach them not from a marriage perspective, but from a humanity perspective. Yes. How would you want to be dealt with? Mm-hmm. You know, this is what love really says now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm able to give, you know, some insights. I, but, you know, I, I can leave. Whenever he pissed me off, baby, you can't. You committed to something. See it through. How y'all say I got to see it through, my boy. Listen, I say this. As the only married person at this table. <laughs> I will. I will say this. In most instances, you don't know love until you get married. I mm. feel that. Because before you say them vows, you have a get out of jail free card mm-hmm. that you could use at any moment up until the time you say I do. Because the pastor give you one more out if your heart ain't right. And it is at that point you can use that card to say, you know what, fuck it, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, right. That's not it. But once you tie them, tie that knot, everything you do is predicated mm-hmm. on the rep- reciprocation of yeah. your spouse. Like you said, how would I want to be treated in this situation? Mm-hmm. You go at you. You should be proactive mm-hmm. in whatever it is you're doing. How would my spouse feel about this? Right. And of course, you should have these type. And that's the weird thing about courting because you don't know what's to come in your marriage to discuss it before you get married. People say you should mm-hmm. talk about certain shit before you get married. Yeah, the basics, but it's certain things that's going to happen in your marriage that you have no inkling while you're on that date. Right. So when you tie that knot, you have to go in knowing like, okay, yes, you have to change your life. 
Hmm. You literally have to change your lifestyle. You literally have to take a makeover, if you will, into a whole new person. Y'all heard the matrimony by Wale and Usher. Um, it's you're a whole new person, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. that's a literal sense because before the eyes of the state and God, you are binded to this person. So, like you said, everything that is attached to you must be altered mm-hmm. to make sure your marriage is functioning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. So, and no, you don't get a say in the matter because that's what you committed to. That's, that's what, what you, you agreed to. That's, that's it. That's And that's real. Yeah. So, when I say, I'm, I love being married, like. My wife is a great person, but when you when you're when you're contemplating that next step, don't do so lightly. That step is as steep as some stairs on River Street. <laughs> don't go down them shits drunkenly, cause I, you gonna bust your ass. Please, that's right. Break your neck too. <laughs> I done twisted a couple of angles. Before you get married, you need to be as confident as knowing that you can walk without holding the rail drunk. Like, you need to have that type of confidence in going into your marriage because Mm -hmm. it's going to test you. Mm. And what you going to do, bow out just because it got hard? Like you said, you said for better and for worse. Not for... And it's not even worse with an E. Worst. (laughs) With a T. Mm -hmm. That means it could... That's the absolute worst it could get. Y'all going through it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. That's why... Love and marriage is in crisis because we don't understand or appreciate the magnitude of that thing called love. Because mm-hmm. love, though a pretty word, is not a it's not a feeling word. It's mm-hmm. an action it's word. Because mm-hmm. I can be pissed at you, yes. but I'm still going to carry out this deed or, like yes. you said, mm-hmm. this this treatment because that is what I'm supposed to do. That's what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to do. Wow. My dad used to preach all the time, talk about, all right, now just because y'all get mad don't mean that y'all stop cooking. And that's period. But you know, I feel that. <laughs> I don't care if y'all in mid-argument. What you want to eat? You need to be making sure each other still right. straight yeah. and functioning. And that's that's, that's what love is, you know? Because I believe when you withhold, that's those, those conditions. That's a stipulation. I'm only going to do it because you made me smile. And that's a slick abuse. That's, it that's is. slick abuse. It is. You know, hmm. what I can say is for myself, I, for my significant other, I want the same mind of nevertheless, mm. regardless. This is what we said we're going to do. This is what we want to do. You know, and aside from the love component, um, I was speaking to like one of my old managers and we were talking like an hour. Um, he was recently divorced and he said, um, you have to continue to define what y'all are doing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times, I, I believe that marriage ends in crisis is because what we said 10 years ago, we still trying to uphold those 10 years, mm-hmm. but we're not the same person we was 10 years That's ago. That's why people do viral news. You know, and it was a TikTok video, and homeboy said, you got to marry multiple people. And I'm sitting here like, well, what in the anti-crisis he talking about? So... <laughs> I get it. But yeah. I, he kept, I said, listen, because you, you just popping off, just listen. And what he said was, he mentioned something about viral news too. He said, you know, when you do uh, viral news, you're remarrying that person you're involved into. You can't continue to hold yourself to that 22 years old when y'all got married. You're 35 now, life looks different. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that gave me a different perspective. So I was like, okay, you have to give each other room to grow, mm-hmm. to learn. 
to make mistakes and not, you know, hold it over, you know, their heads. Because I've learned, too, when it comes to men, um, most men aren't vulnerable because the times when they were, it was used against them. So, yeah. you know, but that withholding causes she to withhold because I feel like women are our greatest assets. We can adapt. And when you withhold, now I'm going to withhold. And guess what? Tiff now we got crisis. Tiff attack, yeah. You know, because now I'm scared. Well, well he's, he's still, he don't really tell me. He don't really say nothing. I don't even mm-hmm. know. So you thinking over here like, well, dang, like, you know, she usually come and snuggle up against me, but you've been so aloof lately. I'm sitting here like, well, maybe he don't want to be bothered. He seem a little snappy. I'm taking it personal. When it might not even have anything to do with me, but most men have been conditioned. Let me deal with it by myself because... Mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the head. I'm the protector, but I'm your partner. Let's unpack these bags together. Hey, hey, you are too loud. <laughs> too loud. <laughs> I'm just saying. Stay in your I'm your partner. <laughs> because, you know, let's go back to the biblical sense. Yeah. I didn't come from your head. I didn't come from your feet. I it's came from your side. I'm your wow. partner. Yeah. You know. Two always been better than one. That's why I be praying y'all that low with my boy ass. Two always been better in every aspect. Because yeah. he said one could chase what? Two could chase what? Two always been better than one. So it's just like, you know, those common. We, and the problem is we don't talk. Like you said, why hasn't it never been changed? Because we don't communicate with each other. Mm. We just assume you're supposed to know what's on my mind. You're supposed to assume that mm. if I walk in this kitchen, I'm slamming this door. You're just supposed to know why I'm mad. You looking at me like, I ain't got time for this shit today. <laughs> you know, you see what I'm saying? So then you what get up and you leave. You see what I'm saying? And so I'm looking at, oh, you don't care? And it's not that. It's just that you going to say it or you not. I'm not I'm a mind reader. You, I'm going to let you cool down. You see? Just but instead of, instead of we saying, you know what, babe, I'm mad right now. <gasps> Lex, you know what? I don't want to talk about that right now. Because if, if we talk about it right now, mm-hmm. I might say some things that I don't need to say. Okay. That's going to put us in a, you know. Yeah. A detrimental, you know, condition. But we don't like to say that. We like, I'm hard. Who are you talking to? And 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 that's why, you know, the narrative doesn't change. That's why a lot of people say y'all in, in fears that people like that's just a piece of paper. You a lie. You a little special friend for the past ten years. <laughs> it's not just a piece of paper, you know. <laughs> hey man. It's not. Marriage is more than a piece of paper. It's more. It's it supposed is. to be more. If your marriage is just a piece of paper, you married the wrong person. Yeah. And come get them out my inbox. <laughs> I'm just saying. Not, not, not y'all in the inbox. Come get them out the inbox. Yeah, married men, man, y'all making it bad for us good ones, bro. Like it be the, they be like it's the married ones that be chasing after people. Come on, man. It do. Relax. Relax. You will be surprised. Now, I might have to get you to come back for. Uh, Com- crucial conversations. That's gonna be a good one. They ain't gonna wanna hear. They ain't gonna wanna drink I might, this tea. I might, I might have to get you back for that one. But y'all, that was just one topic. And I feel like we could keep going on that one topic. <laughs> but I wanna, see, but I wanna see how this next one goes. Okay. Parenthood as a choice. What you got, Lexus? <laughs> what you got? <laughs> What you got? Elaborate. What do you mean parenthood as a choice? Mm. To this day, you talking about I'm, ashamed, I'm ashamed of the country's decision with Roe versus Wade. Um, Speak on it. I feel like when it comes to parenthood, it's one of the 
it's one of those things like it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm not a parent yet, mm -hmm. so I can't speak on parenthood. Mm -hmm. um, some situations in which pregnancy is, you know, it happens. Like it's some ways are just treacherous, and women should not have to go through a pregnancy from the soap. Hmm. Like I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Like female, if, if they don't want to keep that child, that should be their choice. That's right. Um, I also believe that women should have the choice to have abortions. Like that's yeah. that's your choice. It's your it is your body and you, a parenthood, especially if you're going to be functioning. It takes two people, and if you feel like. Even if you're ready, but your partner isn't, or if your partner is, but you aren't, or mm -hmm. none of y'all is, like, it's whatever you feel is necessary, that is your choice. Can't nobody judge you, but God. And, I mean, I feel like the government is trying to make it black and white. You have sex, you have a baby. Like, in <laughs> Greek times, maybe, but, you know, this is... 21st century America, mm -hmm. like, why why is it that you get a say over these women's bodies? Now, yes, there are potential medical complications with terminating pregnancies, mm -hmm. and that takes an informed decision. You know your risk. You know what is and it may not happen. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. Right. And, I mean, we could talk about that, and I could talk from a male perspective of, you know, the the men who do want to be fathers, the active fathers, the ones who actually want to be in their child life, and we talk, we can bring marriage into that ordeal. We can talk baby daddy, baby mama. I mean, it don't matter. Like men, most men want to be good fathers, mm -hmm. even if they haven't seen that coming up. They may have yearned that, and now they want to break that cycle and f provide that for the next generation. So, just wherever you want to take it. Parenthood as a choice. I think for me, that day where it, it hit the news um, that they overturned, I cried. I literally cried like a baby because I'm just like, dang, like as women, we we can't even be responsible for our own bodies. Like, Lord forbid something happened while, how I'm trying to say it, something happened in the conceive you you know conception. you either yeah conception thank you something happened and you know you you didn't want to you know keep keep that child so i just feel like parenthood hopefully one day i get to experience that but um i just think that there are some not saying all some men who may think that they're ready for a child, but then when the child gets here, you don't hear nothing from them. So, and I'm just gonna throw personal experience, like my dad, like I, I was here and then he was gone. So I'm just saying like, you know, you think you ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for a child. Like I got this. I'm gonna take care of mine. That's all you hear. I see it on social media all the time. Baby but are you daddy. exactly? But are you really present? Are you really? It's not for me. It's not about child support. It's not about oh, I'm I'm taking care of my child by giving money. That's not. 
to me, that's that's not taking care of your child. Taking care of your child is being active, going to the schools, going to games, go, whatever the child may be active in. To me, that's that's being a dad. That's being a, a parent. But I just think that the government has just got control over women's body, and we can't we can't be you know we can't even do nothing now. So, but. That's that's just how I feel about it, you know. It, it it takes a lot to be a active dad. You're not, yeah, you giving money, yeah, you doing that, you buying shoes, you doing that, but are you really being active? Mm-hmm. Like for me, and I'm going back to my personal experience. Like my dad left, so I he was not active all through my years. I'm 26 years old. We're just Starting a relationship. You was not active. Yes, you gave money. You gave child support till I was 18. But you were not active. You didn't know that I had an anxiety attack. Had went through depression. All these different things. So, that's my take on it. Are you really being active? Are you really ready to be a parent? Um, Just saying. <laughs> so, like, I'm very... Okay, so, uh, I'm very indifferent... Mm-hmm. About the situation, in some aspects, I understand. You know, I guess my first thing I want to say is, can we change the narrative on the term judgment? Because we mm. as people use the term judgment as condemnation. Judgment just means consequence. That's it. The issuance of a consequence. As you will. Okay. But so essentially, like I understand, like the when the, when the situation came about. I said, Lord, I understand why you say don't do certain things before this time frame. You know, why you shouldn't have sex before marriage. Because guess what? When you have sex before marriage, you're more than likely to have a baby by somebody that you end up in situations where one parent is there and one parent is not. My dad mm-hmm. always taught me, mama, baby, daddy, maybe. Be careful, you know? Oh, wow. And so, the onset of it i was trying to just be open-minded about the situation i was like, okay well maybe that'll allow people to be more responsible hmm. i think it's more of, it was more of an accountability measure because we do have a many children who suffer because two two adults well not mm-hmm. even always adults i mean you expect kids to be kids but let's just we can talk about adults These children. you have two adults you know where unprotected sex is going to come render. I know where right. unprotected sex is going to render. You know, a lot of... And then, too, I would say, okay, well, this is on your body. No, you ovulate. Because, you know, when, you know, I used to, you know, mm-hmm. entanglements, mm-hmm. little sneaky links. Ovulation week. Mm-hmm. I was home, baby. Uh-uh. I was in the bed by seven. Because you, you, you ain't going to catch me. Because, honestly, I, for a long time, you know, men like, oh, you're such a good girl. You would not trap me, baby. You are not. It's real and raw. Real That's and just, raw. We're we not doing that. You know, so, but when it, when it occurred, I felt like she felt, I was like, dang, you know, as a woman, I ain't got no say so. Yep. That's my body. When you come over here and you deal with this, this, this PCOS and you deal with these, this cramping and you deal with these emotional disturbances, you know, three weeks out of the month, like, you know, how you going to tell me what to do with me? How you gonna exactly. tell me how to govern me? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so he said at one point I did. I was like, okay. Well, maybe you're trying to teach accountability. You know, if I don't allow you, because think I do think of a lot of situations where people are just having kids. You know, it's recklessness. Mm-hmm. Abortion mm-hmm. allowed escape. Mm-hmm. 
But a lot of people don't take heed to the grace. You can go out and do it again. Because I already know I, I don't want the baby. I, I just go get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, you know, you do have to make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that if I go get this and it's a possibility, you know, that this can happen. Mm-hmm. You know? I know people who, y'all, I can't even count on my hands how many abortions they had. But I know when that day comes and they have issues with fertility, they can't be mad with nobody else. Right. Yeah. You know? So, it's just like, okay, on one hand... I get what you're trying to do, but that's not your right to right. do it. You know, you can't you can't dictate how I decide to run my life. Mm-hmm. You can set the objective, and then I could choose. That's mm-hmm. what free will is. Mm-hmm. Which we are you, supposed to have. You put it down there. Exactly. Okay, you know what? I heard what you said over here, but I want to go over here. That's, that's, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's my right. That's my choice. You know, so when it comes to that, I do believe, like, you know, no, you shouldn't be able to teach. I mean, take anyone's choice. And that's the thing. Like, those type of decisions happens just as you did but it it isn't a public opinion right mm-hmm. it's those who are in that room that have the authority to make that vote and guarantee if y'all yeah, put, both had abortions and even took their side pieces to have abortions but oh yeah. continue oh yeah oh yeah but guarantee you that if you were to put that into a public poll come election no. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And astounding no would it come from your country. And that's 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 the craziness of Congress. Like the fact that these people can hold these offices for decades. Like, come on, man. The Supreme Court can hold it for life. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Like I um, believe it should be like presidential terms. Like there should yeah, be a limit, you know. There should be a uh and if for certain offices they may they may have unlimited terms because we know the presidency is limited two terms. I mean, you get let how many ever times do you must be doing a damn good job or you're very corrupt and nobody knows it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but it should be up to public opinion who's in these offices. Right. More more than once in a lifetime. You definitely, know? definitely. So. So I I'll, I'll say this when it comes to parenthood as a choice. Think about it this way. And that's that's where our minds need to be conditioned. Think about it this way. If I have sex, we could get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that no, that's not a thought that's normally in our forefront of our minds mm-hmm. in the heat of the moment. <laughs> sure. But when you when you when you hear it and you actually think about it, meditate on it, and just just take it in, like that shit is heavy. Yep. Such as I said, and people like to argue with biology. That's, that still baffles me. Um, our organs were meant for a certain reason. That's why they're called reproductive Do-do. organs. Right. What's that first word? Reproduce. Repro-duce. Yeah. That means that when these... It's one plus one equals two. Like, when they activate it, that's what they're going to do. That is what it is meant to do. So, yes, we have the various contraceptives. Because you meet a lot of men. I don't like condoms. People like this baby in nine months. I ain't even talking just condoms. You got condoms. You got dental dams. You got IUDs. You got Plan Bs. You got... 
shots, pills, (laughs) what else have you. (laughs) You have all this fleet of arsenal to combat pregnancy, but nobody can compete. God, if you mess around and Mm. anything happen, you can end up pregnant. That's it. Because he told you not to do it anyway. This was not meant for you to, to do at your leisure. It was meant with intent. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but I got to be the voice of reason. Like, we have to be cognizant. And yes, in some bullshit governmental happenings, they're taking away choices. Mm-hmm. But you talk about accountability, people going to do what they want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. So, who's to say there isn't some underground place that they can still get an abortion? Off the books, places they, they still will. Get, they're gonna like they will. like They're gonna find where wherever they need to fix yeah. it. So, just be make good choices. Like my that, sister likes to say, right. just make good choices. Just, yeah. Can't tell y'all not to be out here doing what you're doing. It is what it is. <laughs> because I I feel like they waited until mankind got so free till they were fooled. So you want to put reins on it. And it, y'all wait until <laughs> me too, feminist, black lives matter, and every yeah. other thing going on to want to say you can't do what? You said, right. You know, like it's... Worst I mean, time in ever. Read the room. You, Read the room. This is not a good time for that. It's not. <laughs> you know, because you knew then, like, you know, I mean, this is not a new phenomenon where, you know, a lot of individuals on welfare or absent, you know, parents. Like, you know, I had my reasons. Well, there are reasons why my mom wasn't present, you know, president, mm-hmm. you know, um, raised by a single dad. We, we've been through this stuff, you know, what's going on, you know, but you wait till people get so free to their food. You ex- like, freedom is not... A bad thing. So let me even go back to the word. What the word talks about moderation. Mm-hmm. You know, every like they said, water is good, but too much of what it can it can kill yeah, you. It can hurt you. Polydipsia. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like freedom is good, but when you expose, you it's like it's supposed to gradually increase. Like mm-hmm. they we be out the gate. Now that's one thing I say about this country is. We out the gate with it. We just going, oh, this is what you said. That's the ideology. Boom. We out the gate. We full-fledged. And then when we get down the road, we like, wait, maybe we just should. Like, the best. You know, we should have yeah. said this a little slower, mm-hmm. you know? So, but I also felt like whatever, I, I do believe it's something deeper than the federal government taking their hands off of it and leaving it to the states to do what they want to do. I feel like there's a, there's an underlining. It's, it's something. I don't really know what that is yet, but. I dare say it. It might be a modern breeding. Um, if we want to go back to the slash government uh, slavery, those women didn't have abortions. They didn't have the chance no. to have abortions. Mm. Y'all going to have these children, whether with your maid husbands or whatever happens, and you're mm. going to have this child, and that's going to be that. Um, and I feel like, yes, and maybe I'm reaching, but somebody in the situation room said that minorities tend to get, you know, pregnant more, or they say that even white people get pregnant most, but they also know that there's interracial relationships going on, mm-hmm. and once it happens that they're black, then there we go with that school to prison pipeline, which they're still trying to build. So, we're going to c- continue to breed y'all, and y'all continue to make our empires in this prison system. So, what's mm-hmm. up? Definitely. Hmm. I, I feel that, though. Like, I, I really do. I really do feel that. And I remember reading an article around the time. Because I was doing, like, a lot of research on, like, the, um, you know, headlines. Uh, the birth rate has dropped. 
and you would you would you, and for the world to go around you need people <laughs> you know and so but also too like you know just other situations in life the cost of living just different things like millennials you ain't, and baby it's been plenty of time i said ftk you know because <laughs> i could barely afford me you want me to have a baby you know so it's one of those things where it's other factors that they don't want to nurture that's causing mm-hmm. i'd rather take it to the clinic because you know, and I've been in a situation where and I can't even lie. So I was dealing with this one guy probably like a couple of years ago, and you know we being grown doing whatever, whatever. And then he jumped out, and then my heart dropped because what I saw when you jumped out wasn't how it looked when it was going in, right? So I said, "Did you?" He said, "No." I got to put my clothes on y'all. I didn't even because right now my mom, the you know. Everything went to turn in my brain. And he stayed like up the road from me, right? So I'm literally going home. I said, I know this. I just know he did. Because when he, he told me I was about, what you mean about to? Because you flashed it right now, baby. Like, that ain't high. I saw it when it, you know. So I, on my way home, I was pulling into the complex. And I said, I'm going to get an abortion. Now, that was Shane talking, you know. Cause I'm supposed to be whatever, and you know it was Shane talking. I was like, I said no. You wanted to be grown. You knew what you was doing. You ain't you ain't want to escape. You know that's what you did. So I was just like, nah, nah. Like I'm somebody going to take me. Like you know, and you know, cause I hadn't already jumped. Because like you said, I know what reproductive organs can produce. So I was, you know, I debated for a while, and I was like, no. What you gonna do is, you know, you gonna have this kid. So. I remember, like, you know, he called me, and he was like, you must be thinking I want, because he had two girls. He was, um, actually newly separated. It was just a stupid situation. Um, so, yeah, so he's like, you must think I want more kids. So, then he made something. I can't remember how he worded it, but he said something in the lines like of abortion. So, I'm saying, like, if you didn't do what you said you did, then why are you talking to me the way you're talking to me? So, anywho, I ain't talking to him for, like, two weeks, and I was just dealing with myself, and y'all... Baby, my homegirl came to town. Mm-hmm. I took them, ch- I took them crowns like a champ. Baby, I was celebrating. Yes, I was like, oh Hallelujah, Hallelujah. So then he called me, right? And guess what he said? What did he, he say, said, girl? Your must have came on. Ooh, I thought you didn't do what you said you had did. Ooh, I said and it did. He's talking about you act like I wasn't gonna take care of my responsibility. But but why would you say take care of responsibility if you didn't do what you said you did? And y'all, ever since then, I don't play. I mean, you know, I don't play. Real and raw. You heard it here. Goodness. I don't gracious. play. You know, so because I felt like, <laughs> you know, I committed when I, I laid down with you and had unprotected sex, I committed to the chances of parenthood. Mm-hmm. I did. So for me in that situation, I took it as abortions was allowing me to escape mm-hmm. what. I deliberately did. You know, it wasn't like a, a rape situation. You know, it wasn't like I was, you know, I mean, I guess that would be rape if you drugged me. It wasn't situ- It wasn't like, you know, or I'm in a health crisis within my body with my child. So, it's either me or my kid. And I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. If you ever stuck in that situation, you better choose me because we can make another baby. But, anywho, <laughs> it was deliberate. Oh, too lit, baby. This the podcast, y'all. It was deliberate. So, you know, me trying to be a responsible me, I said, no, you're not going to take 
the easy road. <clears throat> because for a lot of people, it's a way of escape. So mm-hmm. do I feel like that whole ruling, it doesn't take, it's a very complex situation. It doesn't, they trying, like you say, they're trying to make it black and white for everybody, but it's a colorful situation. So you can't make it black and white for everybody. But situations where you're saying, where I deliberately did what I did, no. Should, should you be allowed in abortion? No, truth be told, because guess what? You got to keep going out here and do this. And you ain't going to learn no lesson. I mean, granted, you can't say just because you have a baby, you're going to learn your lesson. Because we know a lot of them. We got a lot of kids. You know? But I do believe at the end of the day, stop condemning people. That's really all it is. Talk you so know, the, the back and forth is you telling me I can't judge you and I'm telling you, you know, you're going to hell. Stop condemning people. Because a lot of people go to hell before a murderer. Like, you know, like, like I mean, we going to talk wow. about it. Talk it's about just, it. Stop condemning people. Hmm. You know, like that whole only God can judge me. God, <laughs> honestly, God can't judge you either because he, he didn't come to judge. He can't. You see what I'm saying? Condemnation. Jesus, Jesus came to save us. That's God. it. Now, God. He, ain't no, it ain't no condemnation. You gonna get your from God. You know, so he gonna issue that consequence. What he say? When grace runs out, what judgment comes? Judgment is a consequence. So if we look at, like now I say, can we change the narrative of the word? It's consequence. But because mankind can't stop condemning mankind, people just don't like people talking. That's it. Stuff. Yeah. That's it. That's it. But don't tell me, but I get, you know, the same way that he gave you your body and a ruler of your body, of your temple, don't tell me what to do with mine. And we'll be all right. You know, the Bible do tell you to mind your business. I can't think of the scripture right now, but he say, mind your business. And if people have minded their business, we won't be talking about Roe versus Wade. Basically, talk about it. What you talk about is when Jesus talk about, you talk about the speck in my eye, but you got a whole log in yours, so. Come on. Relax. Mind your business. Relax. So on that note, mind y'all business. Let's transition. That's see, I, that's why I got these women on here for she this episode. Let's go. I love let's it. Go. I love it. I both of these, I know y'all about oh, to go crazy. Oh. Wait a minute. Wait a I'm minute. Which one I want to go with first? What an O2 tank, yeah. This is old school lit, but I need an old school tank. I need some oxygen. Alright, so <laughs> appearances versus reality. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. Come on. Let's man. talk about <laughs> it. Ooh, you know, I Strap say in. that again though. Say that again. Appearances versus reality. Appearances <laughs> versus reality. When I step out, I be cute. Ten percent of the time. <laughs> Ten percent of the time, you know. But you, I, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna be real. My type dragged me, okay. I done been dragged through the mud because I went on appearances, you know. So you know the the smart woman in me telling me, you know, look, anyway, you know, beauty's only reliable. But I don't want nobody to ride a butt ugly. I'm sorry. I could do a little, you know. I don't really want a mother's love, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that might sound mean. Like a cool seven. Right. Nine. You know, I, I could do, you know. Eight. I could even do a seven point five. Seven and a half. I, I could I could do that. You know, I feel like, you know, anything below that issues, I feel like that's desperation. Whew. For me. I can't speak for anybody else. <laughs> For me, but you know, and somebody might think I'm the finest thing, you know, out there, you know, because there's always something. And is somebody for everybody. You see what I'm saying? 
Like, you know, every year a new car model come out. The new model better than that. So I ain't hating. I ain't trying to be nobody lame. But as for me and Miles, I need a cool, smooth 7.5. <laughs> Minimum, she says. She's like 7.5. Now, when you talk about appearances versus reality, we all know that every... Everything that we post, everything that we show, everything mm. that we say, it isn't Mm-mm. the entire iceberg. No. It's it's actually, we actually present the iceberg. Mm-hmm. That 15% that mm. made the cut, that, the you know, tip, tip, tip. that felt, you know, necessary or pragmatic or safe <laughs> to say, you know, it's, it's, it's always different. And... <laughs> Everybody's guilty of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want I don't want nobody safe or to feel that I'm so real that I did not because you would dare go outside fresh out of bed without making sure you do your morning hygiene. Now if you is out here doing that, you're a wild person. But <laughs> appearances versus reality, you put on. I ain't gonna lie yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Like you, we put on outfits. We put on y'all. Put on, put on your face. You put on, you know, what you want on social media for people to see. Mm-hmm. They don't see the fifteen other pictures that you took to get this one picture. First of all, stay at my house and in front Listen. of my mirror. That's all I got to tell you. You got a whole camera roll of four thousand with. I got half we got, of them. We got eighteen thousand here. Half of them is the same picture twenty times. Like, uh-huh. please. maybe slight different angles. No, no, because <laughs> I'm looking at my camera. <laughs> but you know how, like, when you um, let's when you go through, you gotta go ahead. Why you keep going through? You gotta oh, heart the ones you think yeah, you like, that's and me. then you gotta delete yes. the other ones. That exactly. you go back and look at the heart that's like, right. Hey, <laughs> you only got one more. Bro. Right. Put them in your recently deleted. She got thirty days. After that, let it go. I but you know what I think is is I don't know everybody wants to feel wanted. That everybody wants to you be. You know. I don't care what nobody say. In some sort of way, you want to appeal to the crowd if yeah. you're putting out something. Naturally, nobody cares what's going on in your house because that's your house. Mm-hmm. You wake up Saturday morning. You may not get yourself together till two, three o'clock. Till you want to go out, go mm-hmm. somewhere. That's that's real. Right. That's that's a reality. That's the mm-hmm. reality. Yeah. But you know. Even with successes, you know, people, we see the successes. You don't see what they did mm-hmm. to get to where the good, bad, and ugly. You didn't see what they did to get to where they are. Right. It's a difference. And I'm not going to say it's like two-facing this because mm-hmm. you put on, it's, I still did it. You just right. You, you just, just see what, see you just right. see what, you didn't see the background. I still did it. I mean, think about it. We didn't involve, te- te- you know, with technology. You still wouldn't have seen it. So, right. <laughs> you just would have seen me in them. Oh, man, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you, you just saw that my purchase power changed, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But because of where we live in now, you can think you know how I obtained that purchase power, mm-hmm. you know. So. so, I think for me, um, that's why I started my YouTube channel. I want to display me being authentic, me being real. You might see makeup every now and then, but you're going to see the skin. Okay? So, flawless. Y'all should see it. Girl. So, I think for me, um, that's why I display that. But I, I, I see what you're saying as far as appearance versus reality. Can we also talk about 
Okay, when I leave the house, I'm sorry. I leave. It take me an hour to get dressed. <laughs> because one thing about it, two things for sure. I need to make sure that I wash my face. I do my whole skincare regimen. Brush my teeth, whatever. And I could throw on some tights, some sweats, and still make it look cute. But can we please talk about, hear me closely, can we please talk about going out to the store, out in public, with these bonnets on y'all heads? Ooh, girl! (laughs) Now, I'm sorry, if you, if... For y'all, those women out there that do this, I apologize in advance. No, she don't. But (laughs) for those of you, if you're not going to get your hair done or going to a photo shoot or something like that, why are we doing this? Why why am I going to Walmart getting some groceries and I see you in a whole bonnet? With the booty shorts. With the booty shorts, the little (laughs) Crocs. Why? Can we talk about that for a minute? Because... I just got a revelation. Okay. They do it because they want somebody to talk about it. They want to feel relevant. Reality versus appearances. They want to feel relevant. Got but, to. That's the only reason I can think of. You want somebody to say, look at her. Why she? And that be care, me. You don't care what they saying. All you want, all you want, you want to talk about is they talking. That's yeah. it. Half of them don't, don't. I guess I, I hate it. it. I do. I hate it. Oh my goodness. But my half of these, let me tell y'all. I just a couple weeks ago, before I had surgery, a couple weeks ago, I was in um, going to the doctor's office. You in a whole scrub uniform. I ain't talking about the scrub little hat. I'm talking about using a bonnet. Yeah. You in full clothes in a bonnet. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I just, I, that, that. I'm like, I hope you don't wear that bonnet in the bed, you know, what it work. And probably yeah. do. That's she do. She do beds from like grease. Unless, <laughs> unless you are. She got to do Like, what is we doing? I don't, but you know what? Is, we so free so we fool. Like, you know, I always like to say, just because you have the right to do it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Right. Don't make it right. It's just I'm not that not that I I can agree on like like I said I be raggedy mm-hmm. I be raggedy a lot but when I walk outside Stop even no, you when don't. I have a fresh haircut you know I take the do rag off come on in you know like I'm not the only time like I, let's say the only time I can my keep my do rag on is when I'm really not having any social interaction I'm not going somewhere that will require me to be socially you know right, interact drive through that's it home. or if I went to the gas station <laughs> and I pay one with the pockets right out so I don't have to get out but yeah. that really do grind my gears but you know I don't really you know I don't, you need to go take that off because I guess going back to Roberts but that's your choice you know that's that's what yeah. you decide that you want to do. But yeah, I don't like that, you know. But even I know people now see them on social media, oh, baby, they got the grand life. But I'm a therapist behind the scenes, you know. So, but you know, about all hmm. these, that ain't my yeah, job to tell that you. Mental meltdown, you just you, you know what I'm Ooh, let's talk about it. You let's know, talk so, about it. But because I love you, that ain't my business, you know. Because I know me too, like I say, you know, 90% of the time. I might look, you know, I tell people all the time, I have an 80%, you know, where I'm just the same. That 20%, you might think it's a low percentage, but I think it's spunky, okay? I mean, it's fire. So, you know, when I'm putting out there, when I finally decide I want to get dressed, mm-hmm. I know it's an ego thing. Because I'll be like, before I even take the picture, I say, oh, baby, you look good. Like, that's just what it is. Do that. You know, but, you. 
I also try to tell people too, what you find on Facebook, mm-hmm. you find in real life with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not one way on Facebook. Exactly. Cause like I told you, like you yeah. know, I'm an evangelist. I'm, I'm single. I'm married. I'm a mama. I'm not like I'm everything. <laughs> yeah. But you would get that text exactly. of that. You know, I'm very colorful mm-hmm. on social media, but I'm also very colorful outside of social media too. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, if, even if you know. I'm more colorful outside social yeah, media. Yeah, you definitely yeah. are. You yeah. definitely are. You you really are. You get like social media for me, like that's literally what I want you to see. Like mm-hmm. I and that can I fall it's not even a victim. That's discernment. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't show everything right. on social media. Right. So that's that's it's it's to your discretion when you wanna definitely. apply this to your everyday life. It's what you feel comfortable with. And like you said earlier, People be going out and doing their shopping and bonnets because they feel comfortable enough to do it. And mm-hmm. some of and that means that they don't care what other people say. Now, because other people have their opinions about whether or not you mm-hmm. need to be doing it, yeah, that's going to cause right. conversation. But to them, that don't make them know, never mind, let me go get my own food and, and groceries and come back home. Because they be in whole house attire. So, it is what it is. But when I... I want to touch on before we transition when it comes to appearance versus reality. Check me your strong friend. Check on Ooh. them people that's always yeah. smiling and happy and not, you know, that just put on all the time. Because yep. something behind the closed doors ain't quite right. Mm-hmm. And they don't want nobody to see it. And even if you reach out, chances are they may shut you off. But if you in tune, I implore to be persistent. I mean, because like you said earlier, some people have the disposition of I I don't want to be a burden. I'm a I, mm-hmm, I yeah. handle it myself, and that weight can get too much. Like the strongest mm-hmm. people you know could have committed taking their life yesterday. You don't even know it. I think for me, I also was a little scared to show my authentic self because I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to. Oh, well, if I talk about mental health or, excuse me, if I talk about or show, like, natural beauty, natural skin, like, ain't nobody go like that. Ain't nobody go, you know. But I think now is I'm I'm studying mental health, actually. So I'm all for showing that. Like, I, I feel like you were given these different gifts for a reason. And just like this podcast, this podcast was a gift. Yes, we are talking about some good content. We're touching on a novel, but it's real. <laughs> like, it's it's real. And I appreciate this platform because not only does it give everybody a chance to, you know, share their voices, you get to hear stories and connect with people like you shared and um, Matt shared. So, I mean... I'm just grateful for platforms like this because it's still real, raw, and authentic. But also going back to appearance versus reality, you go get what you now. Now I see you go get what you get, regardless. Like <laughs> I am a. When I say I've been through it, I've been through it, okay? I'm talking depression, anxiety, panic attacks, suicide thoughts. I've been through it. So if sharing my story could help someone, I that appearance stuff, it 
we we gonna knock it out to the side. We we gonna give you react. We gonna give the the real. So and they could inadvertently do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may not comment it because they yeah. don't want to be known. But yeah. if they see it and it it that's why some people don't like to give it. They like the Christ in person in the church. Mm-hmm. Cause the pastor done said something that didn't really affect them, but they don't want to feel that shame of going on. Please. Mm-hmm. If y'all know somebody who want to get saved, encourage them. Exactly. Like, the testimony is powerful. Witness yes. is powerful. Like don't don't Stay let them. When I got saved. Don't Ooh. don't let that be something that you gloss over because yeah. again, this life we live in, though it has its up and downs, this shit is temporary, and we gotta go somewhere after it. Right. Right. So right. if you want, if you care about your folk, make sure that they they soul straight. Like, and that's right. that's real. But. Mm. And that's that's the thing because mm-hmm. you don't know what demon somebody dealing with. You don't know mm-hmm. a skeleton they trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. You don't know, you know what daily troubles people are dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, it's a cliche to be kind to somebody because you don't know what they're dealing with. But mm-hmm. shit, again, you extending the grace that you would want somebody to extend you on your down days. How would you want somebody to deal with you? And that's why I'm big on don't. You could text me, hey, all you want to. You could send emojis. But asking me, how are you doing, goes a long way. And I'm appreciative of all my friends, but um, April, April the most will. Mrs. Odom. Yes, I said it. You heard it here. Um, April will text me or text the group chat, mental health check-in, y'all. How y'all doing? And, you know, maybe that's something that can be. For y'all listening, you know, encourage your friends. Just do mental health check-ins, you know, because like like Matt was saying, you never know what someone is going through in silent. That person could be ready to go, but you just telling them, hey, how you doing? You need something? Goes a long way. You know, and I I just feel like God has got me on this love and condemnation tip. Life is not cookie cutter. Mm. We weren't made to be cookie cutter. And I feel like when it comes to, you know, perception versus reality, everybody want to look the same because Mm -hmm. the majority, like I had the revelation that common just means majority. Hmm. That means it happened more often than not. So that's why we say it's common, but it doesn't mean absolute common is not absolute. Um, when it comes to people, like you said, when you say, you know, you don't know what they're dealing with, you know what they're dealing with, their demons. That's mm. why I even talk about the word condemnation. Mm. People don't, people are ashamed because of condemnation, the effects of condemnation. Condemnation is that rejection. Mm. Condemnation is that turning, you know, up the nose. You know, condemnation is, uh, how could you do that? You know, everybody mm. done did some despicable things they're not proud of. Y'all, to this day... My mind, and I won't even say my mind because your mind is a battlefield. That's the enemy. He'll throw that thought right back up, and I have to say, Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I cannot before, before I talk about that. You see what I'm saying? Oh, my God. So, before I could even fester on the memory of it, I just say, Thank you, Jesus. But still, my heart, it just it just drops because why did I do that thing? You know, um, and because truth be told, like, y'all, I am a lover. Like, it, if I am going through what I'm going through and you call me, you said you need me, assisting you, just seeing you come up out of you, that delivers me, mm-hmm. you wow. know? So, because sometimes I could be in a room full of people, y'all, and I still feel like I'm by myself. And it's not mm-hmm. like a y'all thing. It's, yeah. just, it's a me thing. Enough. Because most of the time, I am the strong friend. Yeah. So, I had to develop a prayer life because it did used to get too heavy. You know, mm-hmm. now, recently, you know, God has taught me, you know, Sometimes you can't. 
Like, no is not a bad word. Mm -hmm. You know, so when it comes to what you think you're putting on and what you're going through, first be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because you can't get help until you're honest with yourself. I can't get help for being an alcoholic until I say I'm an alcoholic. Now, you know, I want to dress it up. Oh, I just be stressed out. No, you're an alcoholic. You know, you might be a functional alcoholic, but you're still an alcoholic. And to some point in the future, it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. You know, so until you can be honest with yourself, right. you can't really go seek, you know, assistance. You can't, if you say, you know what, if you always putting on for me to say, you know what, you don't know, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. It's okay to say I'm not good because sometimes we're not good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that's a part of evolving because yep. you have to, you know, when you're not good, then you sit down and say, okay, well, how can I get better? Mm. You know, what can you I do? You know, what mm-hmm. can I, you know, what can I apply? Mm-hmm. You know, so I encourage everybody like stop condemning yourself and stop condemning other people. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is like quit, you know, inflicting shame upon people because mm-hmm. guess what Lex I never went through anxiety mm-hmm. I never ever been suicidal I've been mm-hmm. through depression but see it's people that you can reach that I've never reached gotcha. you know so that's why I said the testimony is powerful mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people once they pass that shame class oh baby we gonna shake earth mm-hmm. we, we gonna shake earth mm-hmm. but until we pass that shame class to say yeah I done been there and I done done that mm-hmm. you know we all you know we still gonna be putting on mm-hmm. oh look up she done bought her a house but well, I don't even know you working 10 jobs to keep that same house is it really a blessing mm-hmm. Woo! talk about it you know <laughs> and so but until we can say you know what I'm bad with money can somebody help me with money or oh, but I gotta add like I, I rock the Fendi and the Gucci and the Baby, if, if guess what, if if uh, Dose and Gabbana had Clarnet after pay, everybody be Clarnet after paying that thing. But let's just be real about it. You see what I'm saying? If you ain't got it, you ain't got it. Yeah. You know, it was just this year when you know my friends wanted to do certain things, and I had to say I can't afford it. And it felt good because you know I wasn't stressed out. Like, damn, if I go on this trip, I'll come back. It's gonna be do. Baby, that's worry. I want a life of peace. You know, and so. Just like going back to it, you know, yes, check with your strong friends, you know, Mm -hmm. but really create that environment to where people can be vulnerable. A lot of people have been put to shame for their vulnerability, Mm. so they choose not to be vulnerable. You know, I would do it. My eyes just get through it myself, but God didn't make no man an island. It's a reason why he allowed us to be social beings. Come on. What did he say? Iron shopping is iron. So you wasn't made to go through your dark nights by yourself. Because mm. if I got that light, baby, that light on that, on that candlestick, that's where it's going to stay. Come on. Because you know, I told my friend, you know, one of my friends, I said, we got to go to war, baby. Let's go to war. I war with you. I need to turn the plate over. What you need from me? But you don't have a lot of people who's willing to sacrifice themselves for the next person. Because you got to think about your life is just far beyond you. It's everything attached to you. And we don't go through life just for ourselves anyway. We go through life for the testimony. Because the testimony will deliver the soul. I need another episode with her on it. (laughs) Baby. I'll treat the dad. Yeah, talk about so talk it. Talk about that putting on. God, I saw a post yesterday and I shared it. He said, You weren't meant to be perfect, just consistent. That's it. Ooh. Well, that's, that was Craig that said that. That was Craig Green, Coach Craig. Craig. Coach. Listen, you wasn't made. He didn't made you Because if he made you perfect, then why would we need, why we need repentance? We fell, we fell from perfection. Talk about it. And that. What you gotta say? What you gotta say, Big O? <laughs> that was my, that was a thought, and I, 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 I needed to say that before you preached on it. I'm sorry. 
No. Don't hell no. Don't don't do that. Um, but when it comes to appearance versus reality, two things. One, one, she's the only person I know that says aloof casually in a sentence. Let's let's say that. Cause you said that earlier. I said aloof. That is a literature word. Yes. Yes. That's one. But two, you said you said earlier. You know how. Um, we weren't we we weren't made to be cookie cutters. Like mm-hmm. life wasn't made to be cookie cutters. I need to say this. It was. Life was intended for us right. to live. You right. As God did, but like you just said, that's why it's the transition. We fell we from failed. grace yeah. for mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, twenty twenty two. We feel that this world that we're living in of sin is what we're supposed to be. Mm. That's the common, like you said. That's the majority. That's our. That's what we know. Sin, because we're sinful beings. That's yeah. exactly what we are. We don't know anything but sin. Oh, but that's just the appearance. Our reality is something far better yeah, than that's what's true. That's true. Here on this earth. So, that's. Thank you for that correction. No, it's not. Even, it's more of an elaboration because it's like. When you think, like you said earlier, like God-minded, you you know that he made Eve because he didn't want Adam to be alone. So, to have a help me. Yes, a partner. A partner, like someone to be with, someone to, to grow with in the scriptures. doesn't give a timeline, but he said that, well, it said that, you know, Adam got to know Eve. And that's when they had Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Got to know, read between the lines, they talk commune they had sex they and knew each other and and that's what was in god's order and right that was yeah even because they didn't have Cain able by the time they fell from grace but they went through all of that even because it was still what god ordained it was the redemption process it was what yeah and that really began the redemption process yeah. because jesus came became from that how many generations from adam a lot so it's it's yeah, that and that's yeah. when grace allowed us to be able to have that salvation to get to where we need to be originally. Right. Right. So it it all ties together, ladies and gentlemen. It and works. Just, it works mm. for your good. <sighs> you know, it do because just listen. When I worked for child protective services, I had to realize that you know. So like speaking, when I'm, I'm speaking post fall, mm-hmm. we all travel different roads. And it's for a reason, because what he told us, he told us to go to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. What I went through might send me northeast. Yours might send you northwest. You know, totally so because but it's supposed to collectively bring you right back to that, you know, to that center. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I I feel that. You know, I feel like this honestly just opportunity. Like I ain't gonna like I was nervous. First of all, when you asked me. Hey, do you mind being on an episode? Pain like, versus reality. I was ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> but then a part of me was like, oh my God. And it's so crazy because on the way over here, like my mind just started playing on different things. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what they were, but it's a lot of things you had said, even when you were, you know, giving um, 
your knowledge, you know, concerning the situation. I was like, wow, Lord, that's what we kind of was talking about in the car. That's what mm. I was thinking, you know, about, mm. you know, in the car. And so when you said, you know, now I could feel it when you was like, you know, when you were on it, you feel like, okay, this episode was just like just for me because it's a lot of things that I have been thinking mm-hmm. silently mm-hmm. that has already, you know, been spoken and declared. And I'm just like, that's why I've been so quiet. Wow. Like wow, like this is I it's, ain't much. it's it's dope. Like it's dope. Yeah. Like y'all are dope. You're dope for this, and yeah. honestly, I commend you so much for even for being able to admit the things. Yeah. You know, as far as mental health, like not just in the black right. community. I think humanity, period, there's a lot of mental health, right. but we keep trying to put on. Yeah, like I'm not hurt. And I'm not bothered. Yeah. So get what we go do. It's real. We go get some trauma bonds. Trauma bonds. Yeah. And speaking of trauma bonds, let's 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 go. ask this question. <laughs> let's let's first talk about it. The effects, and we're gonna keep this part simple. The effects of incar- incarceration. Because remember in the story, my man's got wrongfully convicted and mm-hmm. spent some years inside. And we'll I'll I'll gloss over this part. Yes, it's very detrimental because it destroys the nuclear families. Again, it was deployed by the government to go ahead and sustain that destruction. Of course, we know that historically, um, I, I want to just touch on the welfare part. They made sure that there wasn't no men in the home for the women to receive government assistance. So right. they wanted to continue to make sure that, you know, whether, you know, these single women, single mothers continue to depend on the government. That's why y'all be blowing around tax time, man. When artificial dad. That's what I call it. The government's yeah, artificial dad. Yeah, but it's it's just like naturally we we would love for you know that nucleus family and mm-hmm. no, it's no slight to anyone who's in the same sex relationship. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm just talking about the fact that you know the the male female nuclear family. Yeah. And I it's I'm not getting on that soapbox, but anyway, um. But I wanted to ask this question. Y'all gonna y'all gonna stick by y'all man if they do a bit? Okay, so I, I'm gonna put it out there. <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there. And I ain't, and I ain't talking just real, five years. I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna tell you right now. Plus. I ain't no pen pal. I meant to say ain't. I ain't no pen pal. Okay? Talk about I it. I ain't no pen pal. Now... In situations where, like, you know, if it's like a wrongful situation, wrong place, wrong time, or whatever, I'm going to ride it out with you. But if you go out there and you rob somebody, you ain't have to rob nobody and I ain't got to stay, okay? You know, you go out there and you do something that you don't have, you, you didn't have to do, you ain't think about me, you know? But, like, in her situation... You don't know, no, I granted, you You know, she didn't know, quote-unquote, like, if he really did it. You know, but where is the trust factor? You see what I'm saying? You know, where was the other means of you really trying to seek, you know, understanding? Like, and if I was in her situation, I wasn't going to uproot you. I wasn't. You know, because the thing is, sometimes we like to make decisions on what we don't know. And that don't know, it could be a very important factor in our decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go get that book. Because I really want to, you, were you regretful? You know, you know, it's if just. you return it, I'll let you go do it. Okay. Um, so it's like one of those things, like when it comes to my man in prison time, depending on the circumstances, I'm not even lie to you. I'll ride. But if it's something that you did not have to do, I ain't no pen pal, baby. We ain't doing no conjugal visits. Because guess what? You could have got what you got. Ear not of the week if you were home. That's just me. 
So, yeah. I ride for my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I agree with what you said. Like, it depends on the situation. Because I'm not going to be no fool. And you're not about to make me look like a fool out here. Mm. So, it got to be... It, it it depends on the situation. Now, if you want to kill somebody, baby, I'm gone. And it ain't self-defense. I'm what gone. What to talk about? Like, you rob somebody, I'm gone. Like, that that lifestyle ain't for me. My right? old job, <laughs> I was right, one of my customers, right? And nope. he said um, his son used to be like, you know, big in a drug game, right? Went to jail. The wife stuck by him eight years, right? He had to do like eight years. I think it was no. It might have been 10 years fed time. 10 years fed time. Mm. So, you know, a lot of women at the time, oh, I want to do that, I want to do that. But I understood why she did that, because you benefited. So you felt sorry. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, I got to ride this one with you. He got out. He went down to the hall. You got back in the truck game. Baby, you work somewhere where you could get as much money as you want. Ain't no salary cap there. Literally. And you still. So what happened was somebody set him up down there. Probably somebody, you know, according to who I would like to say hating. And you end up selling to... An officer. Oh no! And the dad was mad, and you because know, like I was out there talking to a bunch of landscapers, and you know they, I was the only girl out there. I mean, because that's usually how cool I am. So they said you wouldn't stuck with them because they was pissed that she left them. I said she was supposed to. I rode the first ten years. You want me to ride another ten? No, because you didn't have that to do. You was put in a situation to where you never had to touch drugs or drug money again, but you got greedy. So because you got greedy. I'm gone. I got to put my life on hold for another 10 years? It's 20. You see what I'm saying? So like I said, I mean, like I said the first 10, she rolled because she felt, because she benefited from that. She got the bags and the house and the car. She got whatever she wanted. Mm. So I feel like I contributed to that because little snippet, a man to me is only as great as the woman beside him. And we know from the beginning, women has been a fall of mankind. And I'm just going to put that out there. I'm a and woman. I'm about to say that's coming from a woman. Women have been a fall of men since the beginning. So a part of him standing as long as he was, and he had, she was responsible for that 10 years too. So I feel like that's why she wrote that first 10, because that ain't just your 10 years. That's my 10 years, because I didn't even try to stop you. Mm. I had loved the luxury of the lifestyle. Mm. But when you got out and you went on that straight and narrow, you decided to went back. No, I'm not doing it. Like, I had one guy one time before, he said, um, what you do if I pull up, you know, and I say, this is your house, and um, I get you a brand new Audi. I say, first of all, your bank account don't reflect what you just robbed me, so I need you to take that back. Because I ain't got time to look over my shoulder. So you you really, baby, I ain't no pen pal. I tell him straight up. That's why I ain't that one no hood nigga. Because I know me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew me. Period. I ain't even gonna set me up. Like I mean, I, I love you know, look, you know, rough me up a little bit. You know, people say you're an apple female, y'all. Look, don't take it hard. Sometimes I like to be dumb. I tell you, like, tell me to shut up. Now I'm gonna look at you like, why are you talking to me like that? Don't talk to me like that. But it's just the assertion of the masculinity that be like, oh, okay. But that's just a fantasy. I can't date no hood nigga for that reason. I can't date no strip nigga about that for life. that reason because I'm not about that life. I'm, I'm damn sure that. I'm not about Speak that life. Huh? Speak your truth. I'm not. I, I, I love Jesus and I'm trying to do what he say. Amen. And the street ain't what he say. He yeah. say go preach in the street and I sell drugs Listen, in the street. I'm trying to help somebody cross over. That's it. That's it. You know, I'm not perfect, but I'm just going to put it out there. Like, if I was hurting this book, I would have stuck beside him. 
because I feel like that was a very sensitive, critical situation. Now, even if, let's say, I decide, like, you know, he got out and it came out and it was the truth that he really did do what they said, what I have left, I would have left. Because when you decide to step out on me, you had already broke the vows. You had already broke the covenant. Mm -hmm. So there's no obligation for me to say, because he said, so it'd be for what? Infidelity. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? A lot so, of people don't know that. Like, Bible literally say you get divorced off of infidelity. Right. Like, because you don't, you don't broke not, the covenant. Now, after mm -hmm. you stay, see, that's... That's on you. Because you know how I knew from my daddy told me one time, he said, if a man, you would have made a man start cheating on you, you got two options. You either leave or you shut up. Because if you're going to stay, you don't need to keep talking about it. Wow. So that's just period. Yeah. So in her situation, I would have stayed. I would have wrote it out. Like, you know, would I have felt like, you know, a regret? Let's just say, you know, he got out and I found out, okay, that he really did do it. Naturally. I still wouldn't yeah. have. I would have, but honestly, I wouldn't have felt regret because I did my duties. I vowed to something and I carried it out. <laughs> and I don't even want to say regret. You're going to feel a disappointment, right? Definitely. Because why did you do that, Snake? Now I got to leave you. <laughs> now I got to go. Now, now I got to go. Deuces. I was talking about saying, got to head out. I'm about to head out. <laughs> It's out, it's out of here. So, but overall, no, man. I'm just gonna I mean, listen. I'm telling y'all dudes out now, like, y'all be fine. Some of y'all be real, real fine, you know. But I, I, I just can't do the street niggas. I can't do the hood niggas. I'm scared of y'all, okay? I'm scared of going to jail. I'm scared of somebody killing you. I'm scared of getting that call and say, my baby gone. So, guess what? I play it safe. I want me a nine to five. I want me an entrepreneur. I want me a white collar. I want somebody, okay? Well, yeah, the lifestyle isn't hostile all Come the on. time. Yeah, the Come lifestyle on. isn't hostile. All wow. the time. You know, that, that's a hostile I like life. that. You put that on a shirt or something. Yeah, I like you that. Know? So, that's just me. So, I, to answer your question, it depends. But I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't no pen pal. That's, you know what? That's me, my slogan. I ain't no pen pal. I ain't no pen pal. <laughs> put that on a shirt. I ain't no pen pal. Put that on something. Don't do it. Don't go to jail. Y'all getting the slogans today. Listen, wow. Ooh. <laughs> I ain't no pen pal. They be fine though. That be the lust of the eye though, cause they be fine. I ain't gonna front. You know, cause you know, I hear all the time, hood niggas love they girl. Like they be like, oh, you know, they be so hard, but he got a soft spot just for me. They do. I didn't want to feel that, but you know what? I ain't gonna lie about I ain't about that life. Sure not. I cause you, I, I almost, you know how, how could you imagine, you know, Atiana, you know, she made it twenty nine, no kids, master's degree. You don't see me on WTOC jail because I'm, I'm trafficking this drugs. Come on, man. Talk about a fall from grace. <laughs> that went left. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trafficking this drugs because you know I. I you know, people, family, relatives that have been in the drug game. And one thing they told me, he said, if he, if he ever loved you, he'll never, he'll never know about it. Mm -hmm. If a man ever asked you to tote anything from him, he don't love you. You'll mm -hmm. never know about Ooh. it. He'll never bring it to the house. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, was, that, I feel like sometimes that's why I have such a hard time dating. Because I have so much... I guess that was coordinating me, not, like, not just from a woman's perspective, from a men's perspective. So I kind of govern myself a little bit differently. And my daddy never taught me to be a pen pal. He said go to school. He ain't say right niggas to prison. So that's my truth. <laughs> All right, for my dog. No. <laughs> I'm just you know, scared. I'm just scared. You know, I just, if you ain't somebody cross I'm going to ride with you. But. It's just, that's the consequence. You kill somebody, what you do? You go to jail. I'm gone. We ain't got to do that. You I know? got shit to lose. And that's period. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's because how I know mm. you ain't going to commit infidelity, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> <She> <laughs> <got me. laughs> 
escalator even more. Ain't it? She, I'm just playing. She, I'm just playing. She about to escalate it I'm even more. But, you know, I'm a lover. So, by all means, before I step out the door, I like to make sure I did everything that I could do. So, when I leave, I have no regrets. Wow. Um, that's deep. Because I know I did what all I could do, what all you allowed me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's crazy because I used to always think about that, you know. Because, I mean, life happens. You know, the enemy comes to kill, kill, and destroy. And I knew one thing, and that's another thing. I don't know if you already had that topic already. The power of a man. I am a woman. And honestly, I think women empowerment hurt the nuclear family. Because it's a me too moment. You wasn't made to be like a man. Or whatever he could do, I could do. Baby, let me tell you something. You want to go out there and change my tire? Change it. Because I don't want to. But... Um, it's one of those things, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where you have to, how can I say this? You have to love without reason sometimes. Mm-hmm. You may not understand, you may not know, you just have to extend that love. And so, because of that, you know, it's like I said, I, I know that life conditioned men to harbor a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that influences a lot of what women reciprocate because you we look at it something like totally different, you know. And so, from the end, I would love you. I would love you. You go to jail, you know. Hypothetically speaking, men, you were married and you go to jail, I, I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to exhaust whatever resource that I have, mm-hmm. you know, even if it comes out that the allegation is true, the reason I say I won't be remorseful because I'm a pack up gladly because I did everything that I could do, that I was supposed to do. Which one of your ancestors just tapped in the <laughs> So, you I know, that. I was like, a change. Yeah. Did you get a change? Yes. Like, she got. I was supposed to do, you know. And so that that's just I like I love love, but I understand too that how it, it so in a, you know in the spirit so in the natural how everybody can't go with you, mm-hmm. how you have to be mindful of because what do you say if your left hand to feed you what cut it off, mm-hmm. so wow. it's one of those situations that if you put yourself in a predicament that you do not have to be in you cannot expect me to continue on down that road because you. Because if you love me, would you really do it? Wow. Let's talk about that part. We always think love is enduring, but love, if you love me, would you really put me through it? That's why I don't believe in might as well. Don't marry me might as well. We might as well. We don't been together this long and we don't went through this. We don't went through You Mm -hmm. don't love me. I'm your last resort. I wasn't your option. I mean, I wasn't your selection. I was just... Who you was with. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, so, but I always think about that. What could I endure my, my husband while he's incarcerated? And I, I came to the terms with that. I would do what I was supposed to do as a wife that I committed to do until the circumstances show me otherwise. Mm-hmm. But until I get that other, I'm not even looking for the otherwise. And that's another thing, too. We go, behavior analysis taught me that. We live life based on predispositions, mm-hmm. and that's what we mess up. You know, what we think is going to already come out of the situation. And even though we never speak those things, we don't realize that we already altered our behavior subconsciously 
to respond to those things. Mm-hmm. So when you get in relationships and you expect somebody to hurt you, mm-hmm. you already come with a guard. You don't even mm-hmm. realize that you already, you know, operating That's like true. they're going to hurt you. So you limit yourself. That's so in like in a situation with the book, you know, you already felt like he was guilty because why would the police come and get you if you didn't do what you said? So you limit the possibilities wow. of y'all even growing together you know continue to evolve together because you already had a predisposition that if the police don't get you you must have did something wrong yeah but i thought the system said you know i mean we even know now the system is corrupt you know so let's say innocent until proven guilty but you already guilty you suspect until they trying to prove you you know like prove them right you are suspected until proven guilty you see what i'm saying so you're innocent it's just it's one of those things like I, i would definitely stick by my man I was thinking about, you know, when he right. When it's right. When he's right. So, I ain't no pimp pal. <laughs> Need that on a shirt ASAP, ma'am. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the dynamic episode I knew it was going to be. You've heard both of these young ladies' perspectives. You've heard these topics and just how much can generate from a book and this is exactly what the O2 Lit Podcast is about this is what it's supposed to be this outlet, speak your peace be transparent just gravitate connections and this this was awesome, the energy in here was amazing and I I enjoyed it, and I hope y'all enjoyed it. Did y'all enjoy it? I did. I enjoyed Thank it. Thank you honey. for having yes. me. No, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get you back. <laughs> Please get her back you're because <laughs> I be trying not to preach y'all. You're coming, you're coming back yes. next. You as well. When we get your schedule together, we'll awesome. get. Yeah. We got you. Um, wow. Yeah, I hope this isn't one that you just listened to once. Hopefully you. You run it back, listen to it, compartmentalize it, and apply it. This is this is enlightened through literature, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. I, we, I, I don't even want to recap anything that we talked about. Go back and listen to it. Go back, y'all. Um, but just to, just to top it off, we're talking about how important the family is, you know, how important choice is. Mm-hmm. How important staying down is when it's right. <laughs> um, this this is one to really reference. So mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it, man. This was yeah, great. Fine. This was great. <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, shit. <laughs> This has been the O2 Lit Podcast. This is your host, Matt. We got Atiana and Lex in the building. And I hope that y'all enjoyed this. And until we meet again, everybody, stay lit. You should have known that I was no matter what they say.